Let's continue now with the second half of our Review 2, covering stanzas 7 and 8. You might call it Review 2B. The theme for stanza 7, God's law and word of promise are reliable and trustworthy. Verses 49, 50, and 56 help us appreciate this truth as the psalmist experienced it for himself. These verses and some associated comments follow. Verse 49, Remember your word to your servant, through which you give me hope. And 50, This is my comfort in my tribulation, for your saying has preserved me alive. The comments on both verses. The God of hope, his truth preserving life. This future king evidently received a word of promise from Jehovah, which helped to sustain him through difficult times. Of course, God's word of the Bible is filled with hope-inspiring promises from God. Hope is vital to all, and God is eager for people to look to him with hope in his blessing and salvation by seeking faithfulness to him. In fact, a primary reason God's word of the Bible has been provided to humans is that, quote, we might have hope. Romans 15.4 says, For all the things that were written beforehand were written for our instruction, so that through our endurance and through the comfort from the scriptures, we might have hope. After Adam's sin, it took Jehovah almost no time at all to provide hope to the human family of a restoration of God's purpose, with a prophecy recorded in Genesis 3.15. Thus Jehovah is keenly aware of our need for this. May we likewise be quick to provide comfort to one lacking hope, if only they may turn to the God of hope, Jehovah. Psalm 146.5 says, Happy is the one who has the God of Jacob as his helper, whose hope is in Jehovah his God. Thus God's reliable word of promise provides us with genuine comfort in difficult times when we, like the psalmist, may suffer tribulation in some form. Whatever saying he has reference to, it is nevertheless true that God's word and law protect us in many ways from harm as we heed its instruction and guidance. Following God's word, for instance, preserved alive Noah and his family in the human race when Jehovah brought the promised deluge upon a violent, evil society of humans whom God said had ruined its way on planet Earth. Genesis six eleven to 12 reference. Today, there is much to harm humans physically and spiritually, which includes our mental and emotional well-being. God warns us against much harm with wise counsel and his saying or word of truth, which may at times even preserve us alive by our following it. Next, verse 56. This has been my practice, striving to keep God's law, because I have observed your orders. Keeping God first. Observing God's orders cause the heart to rejoice as God gives us rewarding activities to focus our attention on to help accomplish his will. Reference Psalm 19, 8. It is as David sang at Psalm 23, 5-6, My cup is well filled. Surely goodness and loyal love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of Jehovah for all my days. The psalmist made it a practice to do the things necessary to maintain his hold on God's law because he followed God's orders, and these helped him to maintain soundness of mind, keeping his priorities straight in life. When we put God first in life, doing as he instructs, 
other things seem to fall into place. We're able to get more accomplished than we may realize. Philippians 4.13 says, For all things I have the strength through the one who gives me power. And in reference to the order for Christians to share divine light, God's word mentions at 2 Corinthians 4.7, However, we have this treasure, the glorious knowledge of God, in earthen vessels or clay pots, so that the power beyond what is normal may be God's and not from us. May we thus diligently seek God's commands through Christ, relying upon God for the power to keep them, assisting us in drawing close to God and proving a blessing to fellow humans. Lastly, the theme for stanza 8 is this, closest to God and divine favor, worth it to maintain properly. Verses 58, 63, and 64 underscore this theme as we see the value of having God's blessing and the joys of serving Jehovah alongside others who love, obey, and greatly respect Him. These verses and some associated comments follow. Verse 58, I appeal to you with all my heart. Show me favor according to your promise. Help others be faithful to God. The psalmist makes great effort to please his God, to receive his favor and approval, appealing to him with all his heart. This may remind you of the designation by God's Son Jesus, or more accurately, Jehoshua, of the greatest commandments of the law, as revealed at Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40 He said to him, You must love Jehovah your God with your whole heart and with your whole soul or life and with your whole mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. The second like it is this, you must love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, the whole law hangs and the prophets. As important as it is to love people, here we see loving God takes priority. Jehovah God has the greatest capacity for love, it being his greatest quality. Reference 1 John 4, 8. It is Jehovah's part in a marriage that can make it a steadfast bond, not easily broken. As Ecclesiastes 4.12 states, and Someone may overpower one alone, but two together can take a stand against him, and a threefold cord cannot quickly be torn apart. Thus the greatest love one can show to his or her spouse is helping each other be loyal and faithful to God. Then by God's command, they should love one another, becoming one flesh. Reference Genesis 2.24 now verses 63 and 64. I am a friend of all who revere you and of those who keep your orders. Your loyal love, O Jehovah, fills the earth. Teach me your instructions. United by God of peace and loyal love. Here's another joy of loving God first and serving him faithfully. We might find delightful association with others who are equally devoted to Jehovah, holding to his standards. The genuine awe of God is not morbid. While respecting his greatness and power, we fear displeasing or hurting him, wanting nothing to hinder his love. Thus, this godly awe and love are spoken of together in the scriptures. Deuteronomy 10.12 and Psalm 103.11 a less confusing term to fear may be to fear God may be to revere God. Consider him worthy of great honor. 
He is the God who is love. 1 John 4, 8 and 16. It is only by the united loyalty to Jehovah God through Christ that genuine peace and love can flourish, having his support and blessing. Proverbs 10.22 reminds us, It is the blessing of Jehovah that makes one rich, and he has no pain with it. Psalm 133.1 expresses the result in saying, Look how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Together we treasure loyalty and faithfulness to God, shown by our obedience. Jehovah has shown much love to all mankind, as evidenced by his grand and loving creative hand in the way he made us and this planet. Also, he is ever showing love to all, especially to his faithful people, daily throughout the earth. This is doubtless part of the work that Jehoshua, or Jesus Christ, had reference to when he said, as recorded at John 5.17, My Father has kept working until now, and I keep working. Through and with his firstborn son, he will continue to help as many as possible choose the path of eternal life with his blessing. Thus Jehovah's loyal love fills the earth. Thus may we be moved, like the psalmist, to learn and follow even the detailed instructions from God, that God's will and work may be carried out to his honor and glory in our eternal happiness.